The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. We do have on the phone with us uh, Lisa Arkin from Beyond Toxins. Editor's note, the name of the organization is Beyond Toxics. In Eugene, uh, Lisa is has been a great uh, activist uh, in many, many ways, uh, including the, her environmental activism in, um, in Eugene with Beyond Toxins. And she's going to talk to us today about uh, some things that are going on with environmental protection and uh, some, some actions happening in Oregon. I want to use a quick, Lisa, if you don't, Lisa, thank you for joining us. Sure. Thank you, Bruce, for having this program. Thanks to K-Pop. All right. Um, and so I did, I, I just want to set this up uh, in maybe a kind of an odd way, but you may remember in 2003, we had the Republican House Majority Leader Tom DeLay at the beginning of the Iraq War come out and say that the most, the single most important priority at this time of war was cutting taxes. And right, and he, as you can imagine, caught some flack for that and uh, eventually backed away from it. But I brought that up because, to me, the United States Environmental Protection Agency has taken kind of an analogous position. What has the Environmental Administration or Protection Agency done recently? Yes, well, they exactly they are un, using the cloak or the veil of this. Uh, pandemic, this COVID-19 virus, to loosen environmental regulations under our hallmark Clean Air Act, Clean Water Act, and uh, many of the other uh, environmental regulations that keep us safe and keep public health intact. So uh, uh, back earlier in March, they just came out with a, an announcement that they were suspending uh, monitoring, enforcement, uh, reporting, and other key, uh, uh, sorry, you know, the key role that they play in protecting the environment, they're just suspending all of that, uh, saying that it can't possibly be enforced because of the coronavirus. And there's no end date at all to this announcement, and it actually goes back in time to March 13th, even though they announced it on the uh, 17th, no, the 19th, sorry. So um, we don't understand why at a time when public health is probably the most paramount concern we should have in our country, making sure that those people who are most vulnerable are not being further burdened by environmental pollution, uh, why this is the time they should give a free pass to polluters. Yeah, so I wanted to ask a little about that. Is it is it just really that polluters, for however long this this suspension of the EPA doing its actual job goes on, are, are they just polluting with impunity, basically? If they, if the polluter can say, well, we had no choice, we uh, just uh, couldn't help ourselves because of the coronavirus, we couldn't maintain our pollution equipment controls, or we couldn't uh, check on our equipment, or we 
forgot to do our monitoring or whoops, we had an accidental spill and we just couldn't get in there to clean it up. Uh, all of those, in all of those situations, if they can tie it back to anything having to do with the coronavirus, they get a free pass. Okay. Um, yeah, you've been working in the environmental field for, for a long time uh, in a former life on the wrong side i did a fair amount of work with environmental laws i i don't really understand the connection i i I, it seems to me that risking more polluted air is not the best thing to do uh, when we're trying to prevent a virus that infects people's lungs but you know that's just me um so what 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 can be done about this well, yeah, I, I, I want to follow up uh, with what you just said about pollution being linked to the viability, the health of our respiratory system. There's plenty of evidence that the quality of our air impacts one's ability to have healthy lungs and to recover from illness. Um, bad air quality, dirty air is linked with COPD, you know, chronic pulmonary disease. It's linked with asthma. Uh, it's linked with immune, immune system suppression. So all these things are at play when we allow polluters to uh, get this free pass to pollute while the rest of us are struggling to stay healthy during a pandemic. And the two things are linked. And it's also interesting that, you know, environmental protections, which are so critical, are being weakened just at the time when public health officials' attention is turned toward addressing the emergency and not being able to focus on tracking what the EPA is doing. And it's really troubling that, you know, this rule is, has no end date. It could just be quietly sort of put into place. Um, and what can we do? Well, what almost 40 organizations here in Oregon have done is to send, uh, to start, is to send a letter to Governor Brown and to her key uh, national resource staff and to call upon them to uphold the Oregon Environmental Protection Act. And I'm not sure a lot of folks in Oregon know that House Bill 2250 was passed in the 2019 legislative session. And this bill, which was actually introduced by Governor Brown, sort of in an act of premonition of what might come down the pike, right. uh, this bill gives Oregon the authority to take whatever action is necessary to ensure that we as a state abide by the environmental regulations that were in place on January 19, 2017. And, of course, that is the date one day before Donald Trump took office. So those are the environmental regulations that were in place um, under President Obama. So, in other words, if the federal government were to undermine or even nullify environmental protection laws, Oregon, in a sense, gave itself the authority to uh, uphold the strong laws that were in place in 2016. Okay, that's great. And I think one other thing uh, that perhaps a lot of people don't understand is the extent to which states, even under the federal environmental laws, 
uh, states were given a lot of the responsibility to implement those laws, especially with regard to the Clean Air Act, and also a responsibility to enforce them. So do we wh- – what is Oregon's um, setup or logistics for enforcing environmental laws? Well, uh, we have our state agencies. So um, Oregon's Environmental Protection Act applies to the Department of Environmental Quality and the Oregon Health Authority, and we actually ask the governor to make sure it extends to the Oregon Department of Agriculture, who's responsible for regulating pesticide use and for investigating uh, possible violations of pesticide law. So anyway, our natural resource agencies have the authority to enforce strong laws, stronger than federal laws. And an example of this would be our recent Cleaner Air Oregon regulations uh, that Beyond Toxics uh, played a large role in uh, the rulemaking process. The Cleaner Air Oregon laws uh, make Oregon one of the top ten states in terms of regulating air for the benefit of public health. And Prior to the adoption of Cleaner Air Oregon, which has been going on, you know, over the last three years, um, we were one of the states with the weakest air protection laws, and that correction was made. And uh, we're proud to say now that Oregon is very much um, bringing in industries for a long look at their pollution patterns and to... uh, essentially require them, require them to meet higher standards of air protection. Right. So that's just an example of what we as a state can do, uh, going far above and beyond what our federal law requires under the Clean Air Act. Okay. Uh, that's great. That's great to hear. So if people want to get involved in, in this effort to encourage uh, Governor Brown, the, the state of Oregon, the legislature, et cetera, uh, to enforce the Oregon Environmental Protection Act and environmental laws in the state of Oregon, what can people do to get involved? Uh, one thing they can do is they can join to the sign-on letter. Uh, we have not yet had a response back from Governor Brown or her uh, agencies, so we need more pressure. Just to, In a sense, it's to support her and not to criticize her because we're actually giving her backup to say, you know, stay strong, don't allow the federal EPA and their shenanigans to have any effect here in Oregon when we need environmental protections now more than ever. So on Beyond Toxics website, and it's beyondtoxics.org, T-O-X-I-C-S, um, right on our homepage there's a way to sign on to the letter, and we hope that people will join in on this call of uh, encouragement, support, and, in a sense, demand that we not turn our back to uh, making sure our laws are strong. That's one way to get involved. And then we also are pointing out the very real environmental justice aspect of um, needing to keep our environment safe, healthy, clean. Uh, Those who are most at risk happen to be people of color, working-class people who tend to live closer to polluting industries. So another way to get involved is we have a webinar coming up, a free webinar coming up on April 17th, and the webinar is about 
environmental justice here in Oregon, uh, the history of it, and how we can move forward. So, again, you can go on the beyondtoxics.org website and sign up for the webinar and get to hear from four experts in our state talking about how environment and public health are related, especially for our communities of color. All right, great. Uh, Lisa, we are going to have to leave it there. Can you just tell us real quickly again, uh, well, one really quick question. Uh, this this letter that people can sign on, that's, any individual can sign on to that, right? It doesn't have to just be an organization or, you know, someone with a public office or something like that. That's right, yep. Okay, good. So We hope people from all over the state will show their support because we're all in this together. Okay, great, great. So thank you, Lisa Arkin of Beyond Toxics, at, and that's beyondtoxics.org. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. It's nice talking to you. Lisa and I are friends from some of our other uh, activist work, so it's always a nice having you on the air, and thank you so much for uh, your information and all your efforts on behalf of our environment. Thank you, Bruce, and we appreciate so much the way you outreach to people and help do this wonderful environmental protection, education. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.